Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. In doing so, that helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because, as we keep emphasizing, the Scriptures themselves tell us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But you know, being in God's Word every day also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, and it helps us to have a more spiritual mindset and outlook on life to be able to deal with what life throws at us every day. You, need, you, ha- you have people in your life, you know people, probably some within your own family. They need a change of perspective, don't they? They need to get stronger faith. They need to be thinking about their relationship with God. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. Get them into God's Word. Help them to change the course of their life and perhaps even get to heaven because you got them into God's Word every day. You can share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. That can ultimately become a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So start sharing today. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study, talking about seven sins that will keep you out of heaven. Now again, as I emphasized earlier in this particular line of thought and study, a lot of people don't even want to talk about sin. Not that they think it's a bad word, but it is a disturbing word for them because they know they're living a sinful lifestyle. They're living in some kind of sinful practice. They're caught up in sin. So they don't want to think about it. They don't want to hear about it because it makes them uncomfortable. Ugh, inconvenient thought for them. Well, the Apostle Paul, he talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 9 and 10 about different sinful practices that will keep us out of heaven. He said, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Well, That's simply a representative list, as we've emphasized, one that represents the fact that sin will keep us out of heaven. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. Now, the rest of that verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. But we have to be careful that we don't fall into sin that ultimately keeps us out of heaven. Well, we've looked at different groupings that can be used to divide those particular sinful practices that Paul enumerates there in 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9 and 10 into kind of categories. So we talked about sacred sins or maybe spiritual sins, you might think of them along that way, and he talked about idolatry, the worship of idols. We talked about sexual sins, and he specifies fornication or sexual immorality, adultery, and homosexuality. And then we began looking at social sins, social sins. And first we looked at 
covetousness or greed or dishonesty and how that can lead to other sins in itself, such as hatred, anger, violence, even murder, theft. Somebody just, they see something that somebody else has and they, they want it so badly, they resent the other person having it. And if they let it, if they let it foment within their mind, it can lead them to beating up that person or maybe murdering that person or certainly stealing from him or her. Well, see, sin can be productive toward generating other sins. Well, the last two we want to look at, the first one is drunkards. Drunkards, alcohol, and drugs have done more to ruin society than any other of the devil's ploys. Hmm, interesting. I might, I might say sexual sins would go hand in hand as far as the worst of the worst that the devil has been able to use to affect on such a broad-based uh, scale the degradation of our society and culture. But certainly alcohol and drugs are way, way up there, probably hand in hand. I've often said if you could, if you could eliminate all of those people who are in jail, all the jails all across our country who are there under the influence because of something they did under the influence of alcohol or drugs, you would almost empty the jails. Now, that's, that's a fact, I believe. I believe if you just think about it and you talked about people in the know, you could say, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much right on. Alcohol steals health, and it also steals friends or ruins friendships and other relationships. It ruins finances, and it steals self-respect. An alcoholic, they... they quickly and naturally fall into a position of disrespecting themselves because they know they're living such a degrading lifestyle. But it also robs them of respect of other people around them because they see the kind of lifestyle they're living and what they're doing to themselves. It also robs the ability to resist sin because, again, the alcohol, that's a drug in itself, literally, and so it takes over and it drives them to do things to get more alcohol that they would not do otherwise. Or it inhibits their, their abilities to stand firm against certain wrong practices and they end up committing those things, those sins. I still remember talking to a man many years ago who had been in jail and he was in jail for whatever, the I think, theft of some kind, and he said he had no memory of having done it, but he was drunk. He was, he was under the influence when whatever it was he was arrested for happened. Another man who was a chronic and horrible alcoholic talked about how he woke up one day in the hospital in a bed, and he was told that he had run his car up on a sidewalk and killed two or three people. He said he had no memory nor any doubt that he had committed it. Well, that's the influence of alcohol and drugs. They are not good. They are self-destructive. They will break a person down, break his life down or her life down. 
Those who linger long at the wine have woe, sorrows, contentions, complaints, wounds, and redness of eyes. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 29 and 30. Now, since drunkenness is a process and not just a result, we need to be careful that we don't fall into the process because before we realize it, we might end up in the result. When we look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, the Apostle Paul wrote, Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. We could call it, as I put it, blowing out the match. You don't want to fall into any of the problems of drunkenness or drug addiction so you don't take the first drink. You don't take that first pill or hit or whatever it might be because of what they could lead to. You take guard, you take care by blowing out the match before the match ignites the forest fire, so to speak. Alcohol is addictive. Drugs are addictive. A Japanese proverb says, first the man takes a drink, and then the drink takes the man. Huh, that's pretty, pretty appropriate, isn't it? A Bible proverb reads, wine is a mocker. Proverbs 20 and verse 1. Now, the last of the seven sins that Paul covers in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, the seven sins that he says will keep you out of heaven, foul language. And again, this is another of those social sins. Reviling refers to slander, verbal abuse, or foul language. Foul lips reveal a foul heart. That's interesting, isn't it? Interesting characterization. In John chapter 9, John chapter 9, and we want to read there verse 28. Let me get over there quickly. John 9 and verse 28. Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. Now, who is this? This was Jewish leadership reviling or putting down, speaking despitefully of and to a man who had been healed of blindness from birth. He was an adult, and Jesus healed him of his blindness. Well, they spoke harshly against him. But we need to recognize that how we use our tongue has consequences, not just for the person we're talking to or putting down, but also has consequences for ourselves. Because if we use our tongue sinfully, and the, things, the language that we use we're going to be held accountable for that. We're going to be held accountable. But now, let, let's get past that word revile and reviling. And let's, let's think about more common terms that we can relate to in terms of foul language. Cursing. Profanity. Vulgarity. We're told to not use the Lord's name in vain. What does that mean? Well, in a flippant manner, but also a disrespectful manner. How many people continually use cursing and vulgarity 
connected to God's name or the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As if they don't even think about it. Or maybe they, 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 they think about it, they're using it for emphasis. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to answer for that. Profanity, foul language, vulgarity, cursing, swearing. That's not a godly use of the tongue or of language. The Corinthians went down the list, breaking the Ten Commandments one by one, many of them at least, as idolaters, as adulterers, as thieves, as revilers, as covetous, as drunkards. How many people, it seems like they cannot talk without using curse words, vulgarity, profanity. You know, that's a handicap for them. They're not, they're, they're not coming across as being intelligent, as being sophisticated. and they're, they're coming across as somebody who cannot speak respectfully, who cannot speak in wisdom. They're coming across as somebody who is profane and vulgar, and that showing in the very language that they use. It's not something that makes them respected. It's something that degrades their appearance and their effect on others around them. Seven sins that will keep you out of heaven. But on the broader scale, sin will keep you out of heaven because the wages of sin is death. We want to help you get to heaven. You can go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. You can click on the email link and contact us. You can ask for the free Bible study we offer. It is absolutely free. We'd love to help you get into God's word and ultimately get to heaven. Or you can call us at 402-498-8397. Maybe you need to talk. Maybe you need to pray together. We want to help you get to heaven. Contact us. Let's pray. Father, help people go to your word and through your word come to you as they accept and surrender to their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in baptism for the remission of their sins. Help them to learn the better life, the best life, and that is the Christian life, faithful and dedicated to you. And bless these lessons to help people along these lines, Father. We pray, and all to your glory. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.